Iowa everywhere. Ready, Hawk fans? John Miller is going in-depth with analysis and breakdown. Answers, insights, and a look ahead to next week. It's Hawkeye Sunday with John Miller. Only on Iowa Everywhere. John Miller here. Sunday reaction podcast, delayed reaction. It is Sunday, October the 9th, as I record this podcast following Iowa's 9-6 to loss against Illinois. 9-6, and that was not fun. Those of you that also watched the Thursday night uh, NFL game um, and also watched this, congratulations. You win some type of consolation prize for your love of football and your gluttony for punishment. That was bad in a season that has been bad. Kirk Ferentz, maybe a little testy in the post game, was asked a question, I think, by David Eichholt from 247 Sports. Um, some type of answer was along the lines of, you know, we won 10 games last year. Not sure if you're aware of that. Listen, I get that coaches probably loathe speaking to media following a loss. They probably loathe it following a win. But it's part of your job. It's part of what you do. And Kirk is certainly within his right to be snarky, should he choose to be. Uh, it's probably very difficult fielding questions from anybody who's not a football coach when you are one and you have been as successful as he's been and you've lived football for the, you know, the last 50 years of your life, if not before then. So I understand that. Kirk is human. I don't fault him for being human. However, probably didn't get advice or a phone call from his PR firm before he went and took the podium because those type of answers in a season like this is not going to do anything but piss more fans off. That's just the reality of it. Kirk knows that. Again, he's human. He he made an emotional statement, was, is within his right to do so. Fans are within their rights to like it, as are the media. Um, it's just an unfortunate uh, byproduct of the frustration that continues to mount relative to Iowa's offense. First, let's talk about the game. Iowa with 222 total yards, 170 through the air, 52 on the ground. Sack adjusted rushing yards. Iowa had 90 yards rushing for 3.6 yards per carry. Not great. But Illinois, 11 tackles for loss. Iowa ran 66 plays. 11 of Iowa, 66 plays, uh, they suffered a loss on them. At one point in time, it was nine tackles for loss on Iowa's thir- first 36 plays. For basically one out of every four plays, Iowa had a loss. Eight penalties for Iowa in this game for 67 yards, some of them backbreakers. Um, and some of them undisciplined, some of them were not great calls, but that's just the era that we live in. Not great calls is a part of football. Um, you'd like to think that you could score more than two field goals to maybe offset that. You can't complain about a bad call, in my opinion, legitimately, when you don't score a touchdown. You just can't complain about that. It's not the difference in the game. The difference in the game is your offense sucks. It's horrible. How bad is it? Iowa's total offensive ranking, 131 out of 131. Pass offensive ranking, 120th. Rushing offensive ranking, 127th. Scoring offensive ranking, 127th. This is absolutely pathetic. Spencer Petrus, um, somebody tweeted this at me. I'm not sure if it's accurate, but if it is, it's not surprising, but it's pathetic. In his last 12 games, three touchdown passes, 10 interceptions, 131 yards a game. But we're not going, this podcast is no longer going to criticize Spencer Petrus. He's clearly not 
an FBS Power 5 level quarterback. He's not. But when the coaches call his name and they make him the starter and he takes every snap, it's not Spencer's fault. That's a coaching decision. I have no idea why Alex Padilla isn't playing. I have no idea why Joe Labus, Labus isn't playing. No clue. None. You can speculate, but you wouldn't know. Um, I just saw this as I'm recording this at 2.38 p.m. Central Time. Uh, Rutgers has dismissed their offensive coordinator, Sean Gleason. Rutgers ranks 108th in total offense. Iowa's offensive coordinator, as you know, is the head coach's son, which makes things just a little more challenging, does it not? But I don't, I mean, the first half, there were several really good play calls, in my opinion. Second half, there were some that just weren't so much. I, I don't know why they continue to roll Spencer Petrus out to his left, however, because he's just not capable of making that play. He's not. Iowa's offense is absolutely broken. It was broken last season. Going into this offseason, heard a lot of positive talk. Well, it hasn't manifested. And this is as bad a college offense, relatively speaking. When I say relative, I mean to what you see throughout the sport, their peers. This is as bad of college offense as I've ever seen in my life. And I really thought more about that last night just to make sure I wasn't going to say something hyperbolic. But this is the worst college offense that I've ever seen. Iowa is averaging 238.8 yards per game. Colorado State is next worst at 244. Let's go look last year. Keeping in mind, let's keep in mind this Iowa at 238.8. Last season, the worst offense averaged 234.2. So Iowa is ahead of that. Second to last was Colorado at 257. So 238.8 is where Iowa is this year. In 2020, the worst offense was 187.5. Massachusetts, they don't count. Kansas was second worst at 259. That's better than what Iowa's doing this year. 2019, the worst offense was Akron at 243.2. Better than what Iowa is doing this year. In 2018, the worst offense was UTSA, 247.1. Better than what Iowa is doing this year. In 2017, yeah, I might have said 2017 before, but this is the real 2017 UTEP at 230.5. Iowa is in shouting distance. 2016, Rutgers at 282.4. That was the worst. Iowa is at 238.8. 2015, 268 was the worst. 2014, 216 was the worst. 269 was the second worst. So you see that this is one of, an offense only continues to get more prolific and more productive. So Iowa's numbers here are even more damning. This is horrible. And this coaching staff, Kirk Ferentz saying after the game, we are who we are. Well, it's the worst offense that I've ever seen at Iowa and one of the worst offenses I've ever seen in college football. If that's who you are, something is irreparably broken. And if you don't make changes, significant changes to fix it, whether that's stylistically, formationally, coaching change, then you are the problem. Now, after the 2014 season, I started the, I think it was the Nebraska game, I, I put the Doors song this is the end, beautiful friend, the end. I put that on as the bumper intro to my podcast. I was a little, you know, feisty that year too, as was Kirk. Kirk was also dealing with, and Brian, they were dealing with a family tragedy that year, which I was not aware of. I'm not going to sit here now and say this is the end, but I will say this is what the end looks like. This is what the end looks like. Some friends of mine and I in college, one of our favorite movies that we'd watch when we came home from the bars was Cocktail. Tom Cruise was a bartender, a lot of witty one-liners. We loved that movie. We were 20 years old and we watched it a lot. And one of the lines in that movie that has always stuck with me 
it kind of sums up how I feel. He was kind of having a fling with somebody and it was coming to an end and the female was, she said she, she never wanted it to end badly. And Tom Cruise's character, Brian Flanagan, said, everything ends badly, otherwise it would never end. Now, I'm sure that we can all point to exceptions to that, but I think that in general is true with relationships that don't end well. And oftentimes coaches don't usually go out on a high note. Oftentimes they maybe stay too long. And I've said before the statement, you know, the game's passing a coach by, it's passed. I think offensive football has absolutely passed Kirk Ferentz by. I do. I do think that the offensive game of football has passed him by. Um, his unwillingness to change, his rigidity to what he's always done. And it has worked, you know, from a one loss perspective, well enough. Obviously, we all know that Iowa's defense is what you hang your hat on. Iowa's defense is going to be the hallmark of the entirety of his era. That's going to be the thing that is, you know, the lead paragraph is Kirk Ferentz led Iowa football for X number of years, and his teams could be defined with hard-nosed and stingy defensive play. And offensively, they were an abomination, which only proves that, once again, defense wins championships. That's the Iowa football epitaph for Kirk Ferentz. I think that if he can get in relative to the one loss percentage, he's probably in the College Football Hall of Fame. And as Kirk pointed out last night, yeah, Iowa did win 10 games last year. It's something that I've continued to point out when I do these reactions and I get disgusted with what I'm seeing. I remind myself that Iowa won 10 games last year. I remind myself that coming into the season, Iowa had the seventh most wins over the past five seasons of any team in FBS. But they didn't do it with the offense. It wasn't an offensive-led affair. It was the defense. It's always been the defense. And this defense is still really, really good. Here are some Iowa defensive statistics. Total defense, they're ninth in the country. Rushing defense, 27th. Uh, team pass efficiency defense, third. Turnover margin, Iowa's 27th. Not entirely relative to defense. Scoring defense, Iowa is third, allowing 9.8 yards, 9.8 points per game. Red zone defense, they're 22nd. Net punting, which is effectively the first play of defense, they're 11th. First downs allowed, they're 32nd. The defense is national championship caliber level right now. And they lost 9-6 to six to Illinois. They lost earlier this year against Iowa State. Was that 10-7? I mean, it's just... It's mind-boggling, and it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. And I've also always said that when you say something's unacceptable, that means you're mandating something has to be done, and I'm, something has to be done. I don't have a say. It's just my opinion. Me saying, John Miller says something must be done. Well, okay, we got to do something. No, I'm saying that you can't just roll this out again next year with your same old bullshit, zone-blocking scheme, I-formation, fullback, horrible offensive approach. You can't do it anymore. You sold this season out. What a big, giant turd in the punch bowl this has been. And I hate every last second of doing podcasts like these because I like Kirk. I will always like Kirk. And I don't enjoy this. But I'm here to call a spade a spade. The offense is an abomination. And that is Kirk Ferentz's fault nearly 100%. Sure. Was there some lack of execution plays? Yeah. But when you have an offense that is so averse to taking risks, throwing down the field consistently. And therefore your margin for error is so much thinner and smaller to where if you don't execute on two or three plays in a ball game, you might lose that ball game. 
That's not what the rest of your peers in college football are dealing with. It's just not. That's you doing that to yourself relative to your offensive philosophy and the style of football that you want to employ. That's you doing that to you. You have a choice and a decision in the matter because you get to go out and set things. There are other teams in this sport that play a more power run first brand of football that don't do it the way that you do it and they have success and they don't make things hard on themselves the way that you do. So we are who we are, okay? I was in the bye week. This would seem like a very opportune time and maybe the last gasp time to change direction somewhat offensively. I'm not saying that I was going to install an all-new offense in the bye week. Not going to happen, right? And I'm not saying that playing against Ohio State's really going to reveal anything. And I'm, as I sit here and say this, that this would be the perfect time to install Labus as your quarterback and start looking towards the future. Well, you're going to be going to the horseshoe in two weeks. My guess is Kirk might be a little gun-shy for that. Do you trot Petrus out one more time? into that firing line. Say what you want about Spencer Petras, and many of you do. He is tough as nails. Guy's tough, real tough. Um, he got emotional in the post game last night. As frustrated and as angry and as mad as y'all are, the players are more. Not that that makes you sleep any better at night, but it's just the reality of the situation. I don't have any golden tickets, warm and fuzzies, I don't have any answers. I mean, I've, I've, I've given my opinions on what could be done, but I'm, I'm not a football coach. I don't have anything to say to make you feel better. It's not going to be fixed this year, but you have got to start building for the future. You've got to start giving your fans hope. Think about how many people bought season tickets this year to help sell the season out who are coming and showing up and seeing something that is so boring that they are legitimately questioning whether or not they ever want to do that again. Because there's going to be plenty of people that are like, I'm not spending that money again. I'm not going to commit that time again to be bored. This is entertainment. This is entertainment. It's the entertainment business. That's what coaching is now in football. It's the entertainment industry. And Iowa's offense is the exact opposite of entertaining. Whatever word in the dictionary or picture in the dictionary you could put in that is a, is a pictorial representation of the word entertainment, the antithesis, the opposite, the bizarro is Iowa's offense. And that's not even a joke. That's legit. It's the truth. And Iowa has a bye week, which means there won't be an instant reaction podcast next week, which is great for everyone. But um, then you go to the horseshoe. Lord have mercy on that. It will be interesting to see what the over-under is for that game. I almost wonder if it'll be something like 51 and a half, 48, somewhere like that, because it's really going to be how many points do they think Ohio State's offense is going to score? And I know that might seem like a big number against Iowa's defense, but I think Iowa's offense may, you know, will they have, here's a wager, the over-under on how much time of, possessions, time of possession Iowa's offense is going to have in that game. I'm going to put it at 20. Are you taking the over or are you taking the under? I'd probably throw a fin, maybe even a sawbuck at the under. That's how bad it is. So, I mean, you do what you do in the bye week. Whatever you do that helps uh, keep you sane, you do that. I'll do the same thing. We'll talk soon. Iowa everywhere.